What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on Apple Play, uh, Google Podcasts, and whatever you're listening to us on. That really helps us out a lot and uh, yeah, it's much appreciated. Anyways, on this week's episode, we chat with Ruben Bacon. Ruben is part of the Bissell ABG Giant team and I met him while I was out at Mid-South. And anyways, one thing led to another and we were both off the back. Our bikes were completely destroyed and at that point it was just a matter of hanging on and getting through that race and I got to talking with Ruben and he seemed really interested in the van life and really interested in building a van etc anyways move on and a couple months down the road he ends up buying this car and he buys it for one dollar and he ends up building it out but let's dive into the episode so you can hear the story of how that plays out and how the build out goes and how his first trip was in it so please sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm here with my, he was my riding buddy at Mid-South. Um, we both hit a wall of pure mud <laughs> and peanut butter grit. And uh, it's Reuben Bacon. Yeah, his parents have named him after a sandwich and gave him the last name of Bacon which is a sandwich topping. Um, actually, what, what did they name you after? Do you, if you were asked? Uh, Family name? So, no, I mean, they, uh, they just thought it was a cool name. Like, they're like, you know, yeah, Ruben's a cool name. And I, I don't think that they necessarily thought about it, like, beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but they always just, like, dug the name Ruben. And so it was like, I think I was either going to be my name or my sister's name if I was a girl. And, you know, that's I was, I'm a dude, and so it's Ruben. So and, it's yeah, Ruben. that's the way it goes. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And so – I, yeah, so I met Ruben. We were out um, at Mid South, and pretty much my bike wasn't shifting, and we <laughs> rode together for as long as we could until we hit some faster sections, and Ruben could just ride away because he his bike could still shift. Um, <laughs> electronic versus cable pull for sure. Um, but yeah, oh, man, yeah. let's kind of dive in to what you're doing. So you're at college right now. You're at Milligan. I was supposed to go to Milligan, which I'll dive into here in a bit, but. Uh, uh, yeah. How's, how's that going? What's, what's the college life like right now due to COVID? Oh dude, it's crazy. It's uh, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of next level. So um, the most recent thing in the college life was that um, I had a teammate that tested positive about three weeks ago. So oh, we all got quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of those that couldn't go home had to stay on campus. I went home and got tested and tested negative, but um yeah so we have just now come out of quarantine the whole team has which is kind of so, nuts so they allowed right. you to leave yeah so they did it's it's <laughs> so um the the choices where you could stay on campus in like in this room that you yeah. all see like in this room i could stay here for two weeks and not leave and have food delivered to the door or i could go home but, like those were my two options i was like bro i'm going home like there's no way i'm staying here like, which I'm, is nuts because yeah. like you would think from like a cdc standpoint they'd be like stay in the room yeah no oh wow yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so thank goodness I was able to go home and, um, and yeah. And so I spent two weeks at home and I was able to ride and stay socially distant and all that stuff. And yeah. now we're back here doing the thing, but yeah, I mean, classes are weird. Like, you know, you'll have different people drop out every couple of weeks because they were exposed or something like that. Really? Zoom class. Yeah. Zoom classes going on all the time. Um, and you know, like thankfully we are able to have in class or in person class. Um, mm -hmm. but it's very weird you know, like yeah. masks on all the time. Everyone's distance. The professor sits behind like this plexiglass, like lecture podium thing. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. it's kind of, it's kind of spacey, but yeah. how long have you, so are you, do you graduate soon? Or? Yeah. So, so I'm a senior right now. I'm going to graduate in May. Man, um, and sucks. 
And the reason yeah. why I say that is because like you're never gonna know what it actually, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the well, graduation side know, of things. That's funny you say that because like a lot of people are like, oh man, aren't you like sad about missing graduation or whatever? And like, so I race right, like I'm on the Milligan cycling team, and yeah. for the the past four years I've thought about okay, I'm not gonna go to graduation because nationals, collegiate nationals is always over the graduation week. Okay. So I wouldn't have graduated anyway. So now I'm just like, okay, well, I guess it's still happening the way it was going to for me, which is kind of whack, but oh well. well. It's funny you say that. So like at Mars Hill, we're more like which. Uh-huh. I thought we would have been the same, but I was, we were more sports driven school. Right. And, um, they always had our, um, graduation the week before because of our national, because of collegiate huh. nationals. And huh. so they would always do it the week before, but yeah, I, so I graduated from Mars Hill and I was actually huh. talking to Zach no way. about master's programs Dude, um, yeah. for a while. And I just, I was so over school, man. Like, I feel like if Dude. I could, if I do it again, I feel like college was a dumb idea on my end. But then Bro. it was the smartest idea. Does that make sense? Dude, no, I feel that. I feel like it's like right yeah. now, okay, I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, when I graduate in May, I'll spend like over three quarters of my life in school. What do you study? Uh, I'm, stu- so I'm a double major in exercise science. I'm coaching in sports management. Okay. Um, and, and actually, I'm doing an internship, uh, just side note, internship with CTS right now. Just so you oh, know. Oh, in Brevard? Yeah, uh, yeah Brevard, yeah. I'm oh, working sweet. with Kristen. Oh, so, yeah, okay, anyway. cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, just a random side note. But anyway, so, yeah, so I'm doing that thing. Um, uh but yeah i mean so yeah double major in exercise science and um so yeah it's a good time pretty much no that's awesome man yeah, yeah and hey guys sorry for the interruption i just wanted to let you guys in on a little secret that i wish i knew about sooner and that is chamois butter with the current pandemic and everybody jumping on bikes you're probably wondering to yourself am i supposed to feel uncomfortable down there and then you decide to confide in somebody that you trust and that maybe even got you into cycling and they just say oh you'll get used to it Well, in reality, it's actually an easy fix and you don't have to get used to pain. And that is by using chamois butter. This product is something, again, that I wish I knew about sooner. And when I found out about it, it made my rides that much more enjoyable, along with allowing me to ride longer. So don't ride in discomfort and check out chamois butter today. Now let's get back to the episode. And... And yeah, so like when, when you graduate, you know, you, what do you, what are you planning on doing? Like, do you kind of have an idea? Are you going to race full so, time? What's the deal? So, yeah. So, all right. So that kind of gets it into the, to the whole van life thing. So yeah. Um, if, if anyone follows my Instagram or anything like that, uh, I spent the whole summer doing this humongous summer project that was going to be like this car thing. Like I was yeah. going to live out of a Volvo and my plan, the ultimate plan, we can get to that later, but the ultimate plan is to live in a van and coach people. That's the goal. Yeah. Is like literally just live wherever, have like a hot spot and coach people and right on. You know, do the deal. Um, so anyway, hence the exercise science sports management major. Um, and also hence why coffee and van chats worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. is awesome. So let's let's dive into the Volvo because Okay. Yeah, what's what's it like right now? I mean, I remember when I first saw it, like you even turned down a podcast with me from the get-go and you probably don't even remember dude, no but, i do i do remember it that. wasn't ready it wasn't dude, no, ready it wasn't it wasn't but that was the thing so like so so you wanted to get together and you wanted to talk and i was like bro i need like give me like another month okay i'm yeah, like because yeah. i at that point i was so deep in it i was like in the middle of this insanely awesome build yeah um, and i was like okay i just need like i just need a couple more weeks and you built and, it out by yourself well so okay all right so full story here we go so yeah let's do we it. started out we started out and so the, the goal is i want to live in a van right um, cheapest way to live in a van in my eyes is to live in a car first because you got to save money to buy a van. Right. So might yeah. as well just start out with a car. 
And the cheapest car I could find was a 1996 Volvo 850 station wagon for a dollar in Boyle County, Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. So I, I knew a dude that knew a dude and he sold me this car for a dollar. Um, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, all right, heck yeah. Like we're making profit off the get go. Like let's I already party. know the title of this pod- podcast is that you go <laughs> for a dollar. Heck awesome. yeah, dude. So anyway, so I I get this car and man, it is an absolute piece. Like smells like, you know, mouse pee on the inside of it, like cobwebs everywhere, like just disgusting. But it was a dollar. I'm like, let's party, let's do it. And it worked? It worked. I started up, cranked the key, worked right off the Okay. Wow. Like, yeah, put a battery in, it was good to go. So drove it home and literally um I basically it was it was kind (laughs) of it's kind of rough because that this was the week before mid-south. So I bought it, drove it home, and then took uh, my dad's Honda Fit and drove it up to Indian and got the Bissell team car and drove it out to Stillwater. So I kind of like just dropped it on my dad for like a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I get back and my dad is like spent the whole week like hosing out the back of it and like shot back in the whole thing, like cleaning the whole thing. And I get back and it's like this pristine, like, you know, or in my eyes, pristine Volvo, you know, still kind of smells like rat pee, but like whatever. That's awesome. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So now let's make a plan. So I make this plan for, you know, okay, it's going to have, it's going to have, it's got to have a drawer got to have a spot for me to sleep it's got to have you know a little shelf to put stuff on the back's got to be able to sit up you know some you know you had to like tick off some stuff yeah basic Um, stuff right yeah the basic stuff and the cool thing about a volvo station wagon that i found out is that the back of it is six and a half feet from the back of the passenger seat to the back door so like i could lay out in it all the way and it was going to be fine so i was like all right right. tight we're good we're set so anyway so we basically we got to building this thing um i guess this would be in like may is when we started like well a- april the later part of april and beginning of may is when we really started getting into it and dad he, his trade is he's he used to be a contractor before his job now so he he's got all the tools really handy with his hands like honestly thank goodness for him because i couldn't yeah. have done it without him so he you know we kind of built together this this box and um and uh, a shelf and a headboard is what we call it so you know a spot that spans like the back of the passenger the back yeah. back seat to the back of the passenger seat um got it all worked out worked great um, and I was stoked on it. Like, and so you texted me right as we were finishing the box and I knew that we saw a couple more things. Still. I was like, all right, we hold on. I'm going to like, I want to get it done and then take a trip in it and see what and it's like. We'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So we get it all done, pack it up, rock down to school. I've got like four bikes on four bikes and a canoe on top. I've got like the back Jesus. of it completely packed. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I ride down here to school, like I do a ton of stuff other than cycling, like I fish yeah. and climb. Yeah, we see that. If you're if you're watching, right? Yeah, so see the poles in the back. So yeah, so fly rods and then uh, that's a, like a you know rock climbing backpack and camelback, uh, whatever. Anyway, so I've I've got the stuff right. So I pack it completely full, and um and it does have some overheating issues. Okay, and I knew this going in, and coming down to campus, there are a lot of mountains and whatever. So it overheated a couple times coming down, but that's whatever. You know, you let it overheat and then like let it go in neutral down the hill, and it's going to be okay. Just keep on rolling. You know, you got a gallon of water just in case type of thing. Yeah. Um. So I get to school, everything's cool, getting unpacked, and um, the first weekend I'm back to school, I'm like, all right, I got to take it on a trip. That way I can get with you know with crew, we can get on this podcast. It's going to be sick. So I pack it up and I got all the stuff in it. We're going and I'm like, I got this route plan that like does all these sick gravel roads down here in Tennessee and we're going to camp at this overlook and it's just going to be like the most epic thing ever. Yeah. And I get on the first gravel road going up the first hill and it overheats pretty bad, like a couple times. And I'm like, okay, um, all right, you know, that's whatever I expected that. That's cool. You know? So I just like, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a car, that's a piece of junk, you're like, okay, it's fine. So you just like stop, pull out the drawer, make a cup yeah. of coffee, you know, do whatever. And so we got rolling along, you know, overheating stopped. We kept on rolling. And, um, and then, you know, some, some lights started to pop up on the dashboard. 
And I was like, okay, those, I haven't seen those lights before. Like that's, this is new. All right. So, you know, stop, check it out, see what's going on. I bend down under the car to see if there's like anything dragging or whatever. I don't really know why, but I just to see, and I just see like this little oil stream just spewing straight down, oh, like, man. like dripping straight out. And if anyone who knows anything about Volvo's, like that they've got to have oil to run. Like if they are not completely soaking oil, they are going to be trashed soon. Yeah. And I was like, crap. Okay. That's not good. Like I need to get down off the mountain, like need to get back to civilization. And so I started ripping back to civilization and then I got a flat tire. <laughs> so so dude, so we're cruising i'm dripping oil smoke's flying everywhere and then i hear my tire go and i look out the window and i'm like oh crap okay we got a flat front left that's cool whatever and then about literally two miles later the car finally is like you know what freaking screw this and the whole thing just shuts down i mean like just shutters to a stop i'm in the middle of nowhere like i i know where i am and i know that there's no one around and i pick up my phone and it says one bar of lte and i was like all right Time to give AAA a call. Here we go. Yeah. Let's see if they can get here. And so I called them. I'm like, all right, I'm on Forest Service Road 50, back behind Pond Mountain Wilderness. I'm in a white Volvo station wagon. Can you boys get a truck up here? And they said, yes, we can. So we'll be up there in about an hour. And I saw I sat, sat there. I made dinner, had a good time. You know, his car's broken down. And then lo and behold, this humongous AAA, like, wrecker just comes rolling around the bend, like diesel and all stops. And he's like, he hops, he hops out and he goes, how far you been going up in here? He said, you've been drifting all for clear 10 miles. Did I have been following your old trail all the way up a hill? Oh, anyway, man. he ended up, he ended up being the coolest dude, man. We, we rode back. His name's Joe. And we ended up riding back all the way to campus. And then uh, the car sat at Milligan Auto for a couple weeks. Found out that it was a busted oil pan. It was going to cost $1,100 to fix. Oh. And so then I just had it towed home. And she is yeah. now back to the original owner who has 20 more of those cars. And he's going to replace everything. And now that I cleaned out the inside and he's got a spot to live, He's going to like use it's kind of like his like um, adventure vehicle i guess but yeah that's like the full story of the volvo <laughs> wait so he's just gonna fix it up yeah and so then so, you're done so with the, it. yeah so, so the deal was at the beginning so like he sold it to me for a dollar right but he was like okay but here's the deal though he said so i'm gonna sell this to you for a dollar you can use it he said you can run it into the ground he said i don't care what you do with it he said but your only rule is you cannot sell it he said that's the only deal he said i'm gonna transfer the title to you and all that stuff he said just don't sell it and I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. I can do that. And you got to know this guy. His name's Bob. He, uh, he literally has a 500 acre farm and like on the farm, no joke, there are 20 of those Volvo station wagons, like the exact same. So like, yeah. he just like took it back to his farm. He's going to like switch out what he needs to switch out. And then since the inside's clean, he's going to like drive it around his daily driver or whatever. So what does that mean for you now though, man? So, like all right. I don't know. That's the thing. So like right now, so I had it all planned out, right? I was going to like live in a car and I was going to yeah. save money. And then like in a year and a half, I was going to have money, money enough for a van. I was going to get the van and then I was going to do the dream. And so now I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do, well, you know, like, what do you do? Like when a plan that you've like, you work super hard for and it's like super extensive and then just kind of like falls out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know. That's, that's a great question. Like, I honestly have no clue what I'm going to do. Oh, um, man. Like, but you should... right right now i've got a honda fit in a tent so like that might work out you can even build out a honda fit like they have yeah. uh they have so many like honda fit build outs that you could do uh contravans guys yeah. that sponsor this podcast like yeah i think they even do some things out of the back of honda fits or like i know they do stuff they like to have fun so yeah that, that's definitely like a company you might want to talk to later on okay the road, but heck yeah and um, also like loki honda fit is like a straight up I've done some stuff in my Honda Fit that, like, I'd be low-key scared to tell my parents. Like, Oh, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, it's, The Honda Fit can go. It can go. It can yeah. move. And, yeah, because, like, I have 
I don't know if you've seen my van, but I have that, like the small ProMaster city. Right. And what's yeah. awesome about it is like, I can park and parallel park it, right. you know, in New York. Yeah. Which is and not, not, not stressed too much. Like I did a podcast in the middle of downtown Nashville um, huh. and parallel parked in the back of that van. Like it's, it, it works fine. And so yeah. I, I like that size. I like that vibe. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, let's, let's get to, well, let's get to know you a little bit more too. Like, uh, so you ride, you, you seem like this really nice Southern dude. Um, Thank you. Like good old boy is what I'm vibing with. I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh-huh. So like, I know a good old boy when I see one, like one that, one that's making dinner after his car breaks down. He's just like, I've never had a yeah. bad day in my life. Like there used to be this guy at the bike shop whenever uh-huh. he would come in and be like, Oh, you know, Hey Dave, how are you doing? And he'd just be like, Oh, I've never had a bad day in my life. Like you seem yeah. to have that mentality. So where does, where does that come from and how does it end you up on, on Bissell? Yeah. So like low key, like positivity is kind of my thing. Like I'm about yeah. it. I'm like, I try and be like um, consciously positive if you will. And like, not in a bad way, just like in a way that's like, it could be worse, you know, yeah. like there's always a worse situation for sure. Um, but yeah, to get me, you know, to get me on, on Bissell. Um, so I guess if you want to start like back at junior years, Go like, for it, man. yeah. Yeah. So like junior years grew up, I started racing when I was like 11 and started mm-hmm. out on the McDonald's junior development team, super hype team, had the yeah. golden arches. I'm loving it. Like, you know, the whole deal looks super sick. But you're on that team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Like we got three <laughs> big Macs, like rolled through the drive through, like it was tight. So, awesome. so yeah, so we, um, so I was on that team till I was like uh, 15 and then I got switched over. I switched teams um, to the, to the competition to Papa John's junior development team. Oh, so man. yeah, you're big in the fast food. Um, and, and after that happened, I did a, I did some guest racing for what at the time was um, handicapped Holowesco up in Ramuski. Yeah. Um, and, and also Stingray, Trek LeCast. They're like a small team out of Montreal. I did some, I did, uh, uh, I raced up in um, a bit of beef for uh, Stingray Trek LaCasse. And then I raced, um, yeah, Ramuski for, uh, Ho- or, uh, excuse me, at the time, again, um, in Cappy Holowesco. And then the next year after Papa John's, I moved over to Holowesco Citadel, okay. um, who took me to Ireland and around the country, which was super fun. Um, yeah. And then from there, you know, Bissell, growing up kind of in, in Kentucky, you know, I raced against the Bissell guys a lot. And growing up as a junior and kind of being in there, like duking it out with them, I guess that they saw me as being kind of fit for the team. And so at the time I was a total roadie, like hundred percent roadie. And they were like, Hey, you know, come race with us. Like we want you on our team. Let's race crits. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Crits are fun. I like crits. Let's do crits. Um, so race with them on the road for a year. And then, um, yeah, management was like, Hey, we're going to do this new thing. It's called multi-surface. It's called, you're going to get a mountain bike and a gravel bike. And you're going to go race this race out in Oklahoma that was called land run. And so I got my bike, um, in, that would have been 2019. I got it in two days, no, a day before the 2019 land run. My first ride on it was shakedown ride the day before, and then did my first hundred mile gravel race at land run and got completely hooked on multi-surface. And so that whole season I spent like racing all last year, I spent racing mountain road and gravel and just loving life. Um, and yeah, now we're kind of like this team that's like, let's do it. Like, you know, let's do some cross, let's do some gravel, let's do some track, like throw it all in there. So yeah, no, that's, that's sick, man. Yeah. Cause like mid South was my first, I feel like that's a great first gravel race guys. Dude, if you, if you're for sure. and I'm, I'm trying to get Bobby on here, Bobby's actually in the middle of Arkansas right now. Dude, he is that sending looks it right epic. now. It looks yeah. so sick. It looks so epic. And it's one of those things that I def that's definitely on my bucket list. Um, 
it's the high country. Um, but yeah, like I just remember showing up at at mid South and there didn't, there wasn't a bad attitude or a sly anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a vibe. Like you show up and everyone's stoked, everyone's happy. Like it's like you know, like if you show up to a crit, right? And like nothing to this crit. Like I'm all about a crit. But like you show up to a crit and like dudes will be like looking at you sideways. Yeah, and stuff. that's because like I'm you saying. bumped him in a corner at the last weekend or whatever. And I'm like, but not like, even. What's the deal? Like yeah. people that or don't dude, even know you. Yeah, just because you're somebody. Like they're yeah. like, you're you. But dude, at a gravel race, you show up and everyone's like, oh yo, dude, what's going on? It's good to see you again. Like you know. Yeah, and they don't even know you. That too. Right. Like, I think that's right. the best part. Like uh, it was funny. Velo News did an article because we showed up and it was like half the team pursuit team right mm-hmm. so like um yeah you and lambie and uh and danny summerhill yeah, and then i guess summerhill. gavin was there too i mean not mm-hmm. gavin uh grant yeah Coons, who was like coming into the team pursuit at the time they even misspelled my name but i thought that was awesome because they called me josh croom uh-huh um in the velo news article but i thought it was awesome because it was just like yeah we're just here to ride gravel man like that's yeah. that's all we really care about Right. Um, and it, and it was a blast. Um, I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely an event that I'm going to next year for sure. Yeah. So, you know, with, with everything, with all these new events that you're, I guess, doing with Bissell, like, are you right? So you riding for Bissell next year? Uh, yeah, as of now, like, yeah, I mean, I'm planning on it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I really dig the team and like kind of the direction they're going and like, um, they support me really well. Like, yeah. honestly, like, you know, they, uh, they they are very very supportive uh, as far as everything goes you know bikes equipment like even just personnel to be there to help it's like it's super huge yeah, yeah. i mean yeah you guys i mean you guys were kind of treated i mean it was just you i think but right yeah it, it was supposed to be me and uh raylan but raylan had to bail due to um i think she was like feeling a little bit under the weather or whatever and didn't want to like you know because that honestly that race though like was so crazy because like that was kind of on the verge of everything so everyone was like a little bit cautious so i think she was like let's just hold on for just a second well it's funny sure. man and i will i will hold this argument until i die like everybody who's giving those sponsors a hard time for being there my oh, thing is at that race it felt like we were on another planet dude, it felt like it, the world around us is coming down breaking right. down in shambles we didn't understand what was going on around no, us. we were just up there just like let's go yeah and it wasn't yeah. It wasn't like the frat parties that you're seeing or the, no. the parties or the, the simple, I'm, I'm just going to say it, the simple fuck yous that you're seeing right. with like people not wearing masks. Like we legit, like we showed up. We didn't know. Yeah. We showed up. We heard that this thing might be serious. Yeah. And I thought it was ridiculous that people wouldn't even shake my hand. Like, right. and I was just like, Oh, okay. Okay. But now like we yeah. play that card now. Like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just like, you know, keep your distance. It's, it's a completely different, different vibe, man. And so Dude. It, it, yeah, I just don't, don't even know where to start from that. Yeah. I mean, I remember like, so I vividly remember, you know, like where were you when COVID was announced or whatever. Yeah. And like, I straight remember like the day I was out there and Bissell sends me an email. I get the Bissell email first and they're like, Hey, okay. So besides Ruben out at mid South, everyone else is postponed. Like do not do anything. Like this is a big deal. And then like a couple hours later, I get an email from school saying, Hey, we're postponed. Spring break's postponed a week. Everybody don't show back up to campus. And like, we're all kind of like sitting there in the SRAM house. Like, uh, okay. Like, I guess this is going down or whatever. And then the next day, Bobby shows up at the start line. He's like, guys, it's like, 
this is the happiest place on earth right now. Like just getting this, like all super stoked, like yeah, raining. Super, yeah, dude, he, it was, it was absolutely pouring down rain. Everything was muddy. We knew it was about to be just a brutal hundred miles. And he was like, this is the happiest place on earth. You all rock. I love you. And then just like pulled the can and then we all went off. It was the best thing. Yeah. Ever. And it, and, and, and it was amazing. And well, you know, nothing, nothing, luckily nothing bad came of it. Right. Um, no one got sick. Um, and I think everybody now knows like yes. how serious it was. Like, yeah, I literally think that like our heads were just in different places. I mean, I think the world went on a shutdown. What the race was on the 17th, right? right? Or the yeah, 16th. and the world was on the shutdown on the 18th. Yeah. And the world <laughs> shut down the day after like, the literal day after the day after the world yeah. shut down. And mm-hmm. I think on the 16th or 15th, it was like pre that SRAM ride. Right. And somebody, uh, somebody made a comment. It was like, dude, I'm, I'm hearing word, word that they're going to go into martial law. Like they're going to give us curfews. Right. They're going to do this. They're going to like right. close restaurants. It's like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, it's not, n- not possible. Happen. Yeah. Sure enough. <laughs> next day. Are. Boom. Shut down. Couldn't do right. anything. And it, right. and like, we couldn't, we like driving home, like trying to get into gas stations, like, cause people oh. couldn't really figure out like, should we be closed or should we be open right. still? It was, right. it was wild, man. So yeah, we, we straight up rolled back from Stillwater. Like I was with um, Declan, a couple of the zip guys. And like, we just like straight shot, like stop yeah. for gas, <laughs> you know, and like maybe yeah. a meal, maybe. Yeah. Which had to be scary for guys like that. I mean, cause like, Oh yeah. Like jobs. Um, yeah. I mean, luckily, I mean, I, I mean for you, it's like, yeah, college is important. Um, right. But like some, people, have a lot of money in a job like that's like their livelihood no yeah but like there's gonna be there's gonna be some memories that you're gonna you're gonna miss out on because of this thing that right that we that like i'll i don't think graduation will ever be the same oh no yeah you see no, what it, i'm saying yeah no i know what you mean i know what like, you mean. it's I like a think, shift in what's normal yeah sure. and i don't think yeah. spring break will ever be the same no i don't think not. snow days will ever be the same because they're they're becoming to a point where it's like oh we'll just go online right like if it right. snows you'll just go online like right. you'll just go online for a day online for a day and mm-hmm. then with spring break i heard some schools aren't even doing like breaks no dude so yeah so that's that's another thing about school that i didn't mention is like it's it's straight up nose to the grindstone right now in school like so this semester we started late we're ending early and we don't have a fall break and we're fitting the same amount of stuff into that time and we're doing the same thing next semester like like when we show up here it's like go 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 just yeah nice, man yeah, it's crazy. Well, but yeah, I feel like I feel like that's the depressing part of this podcast. Now let's move on. Yeah, more, no, we can get rid of that. That's more exciting things about this podcast. Right. So I want you to give me the craziest story that you've had at one of these bike races. So what was like, like mid south, like I have a crazy story from mid south, because like the only reason why I finished that race was partially, um, partially you. Uh, the Thanks. other part of it was um, I'd run into the team pursuit guys. And we have uh, this thing and, and, and I don't know because you've probably have you ridden track no I haven't that's one what's one discipline I've never done ever. okay so in the team pursuit you have to finish with three uh-huh yeah and that you start with four you have to finish with three well the guy who drops off back usually yells three yeah and when he's yelling that he's telling you that there's three people left right um if you hear two at that point you're <laughs> fucked right like because that means you've <laughs> dropped man three uh-huh. Um, and so I remember seeing Danny, no, I saw Ashton and Ashton had texted us and was like at mile 50, it was like three. Yeah. And we we're all in a group text and I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. So, you know, <laughs> I guess we gotta keep going. 
Danny's riding the opposite direction. So after I've hit the uh, first rest stop, got my bike all cleaned off. He's coming back the opposite direction on the road. Uh And he looks at me and he goes, two. (laughs) Then I run into you. We hang out for a bit, and then uh-huh. I, I want to say we made it to mile 80, like that rest stop together. Yeah, yeah, the, the oasis there. Yeah, and that's where I saw Grant, and at this point, I think Grant's like partially drunk, uh, <laughs> because like that's where they're taking whiskey shots, and he's like, right. dude, one. And that's the <laughs> only reason why I finished, was because I was like, well, we can't all just show up here and not right. do the thing. And it's my right. first gravel race, so like right. I did not want to finish. Um, and that's the only reason why I finished, but do you have any like crazy stories like that from any of these gravel races or any of these adventures? I mean, yeah. So like, um, I mean, plenty of like crazy stories, just like inherently just like gravel racing and adventure racing is just like one crazy story, right? Like that's like what you're, you're kind of, you're kind of low key in it for like that one thing. that's like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually still doing this. Like what the heck? Um, there definitely definitely mid-south was like one of those like okay like i'm still doing this like we are still riding through mud like still i like to Um, say it's the longest hundred miles i've ever done oh dude hands down hand like i've done hundred mile mountain bike races like i did that race last year i've done you know there's i've done some pretty like long stuff and like that is for sure the longest hundred miles i've ever been a part of like that was insane um that I did a pretty, pretty in like crazy bike packing trip, um, over, over summer, um, where I was just like kind of sending it. And then unfortunately some stuff happened that I couldn't help, but like I was doing the Sheltoe trace, which is like a trail that goes from North, South, South, North in Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, on my, on my gravel bike. And yeah, I just like, it was the first time I'd like actually had to bail out of like an, like an event or like something that I wanted to do, which was kind of weird. Um, so that was like, that was like a crazy one just cause like the way that it worked. Cause it, it's a, it's a mountain bike trail, but I was doing it on my gravel bike and it was a good time. And then like just a bunch of stuff went wrong and I just had to bail for no good reason. What That's not a very good story. Um, but yeah, I would say, dude, I'd honestly say mid South cause like mid South is one of those times where like you've got this big story. Yeah. And then there are a bunch of small little stories inside that. So like, you know, I mean, for me, you know, you had like the, the, the three, two, one story, but then for me, you know, like I started out and, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I show up to a race to like try and pull the dub. Like that's like my goal is to like, if you, if I you show up to a race, finish with the front group, right. Finish that with the front group, like try, like try and do well, but like try and like yeah. just really like smash it. And so, which like, know, I, I feel up, like, I feel like on a dry day, a top 20 wouldn't have been a hard thing. For me. I'm a big dude. And so yeah. like it, it gets difficult, but like, right. Yeah. I, I feel like a top 20 wouldn't be a hard thing for me to do. Dude. But, I can tell you like that course in the dry, different animal like yeah completely different animal yeah but anyway sorry keep going yeah no you good um because yeah i guess more or less just like when i did that when i did that a race when i did that event like i was with the front group um and it wasn't until we hit the single track yeah that i lost connection and that was all bike handling but then after that like my bike's now you know 80 pounds because we had barely been in the mud yet right Um, it was really after the single track when everything started to hit the fan right when it started to get tacky yeah, yeah for sure so yeah so like in but so anyway so like in mid-south like you show up to win like you show up to at least try and finish with the front group for sure and um and so you know we rock we roll out and like i'm the only Bissell dude there so i'm like okay i kind of got to represent the team like let's do this and which is totally cool like i i, I like that pressure like that's i'm that's why that's why i like racing is because like there's pressure with it um 
And so we're out those there. Those guys seem like cool dudes, though. Like, because oh, who the dudes it? that win, it Bobby. No, like the guy that runs. Uh, oh yeah, Bobby Russell. White. Yeah. Or, oh oh and, oh, Derek Witty and Derek. Aaron Beebe. Yeah, Derek, yeah. Dude. I yeah. know. I don't know Aaron. Yeah. Um, I just know. It. Um, Derek and Declan. Yeah. So so Declan's like the dude. Declan's cool. Declan's the dude like gets us the stuff basically yeah, yeah. like the reason that like this is a thing right Shram's a thing, um, yeah <laughs> right um and then Derek kind of oversees like he's like the big umbrella like oversees all management and then For underneath sure. him is like Aaron who does road stuff mainly and then um we've got a new like off-road gravel director whose name is um Zach Zach Andrews and okay. so he's like he's done dirty cans that he's done like the ride across like the race across Michigan like all the big stuff he's like he knows what's up basically um, yeah. and so he's like hey here's what you need to do to be ready for these races so cool. anyway yeah so that's that's management on this one but yeah but like it mid south though yeah like you've got like i said you've got all these little stories inside a big story and like yeah yeah for sure like you know big big thing like why i was able to make it through i think was seeing you because like that's a part of gravel racing i think a lot of people don't understand is like once you get like popped off like so you show up to win but then like once you get popped off it's not over like you start like 100 miles like yeah. chill and like have fun right yeah so like you well know, you also so I, start to see people because you feel like complete shit like you oh yeah feel garbage like, you feel like you're the worst human in the world. Yes. And then at that point, you see somebody that you respect. And I, I know this right. sounds really cruddy. But no, but you, but I know you, what you're about to say. You're passing a ton of random people, but you see that one dude that you respect. Because I remember the moment I saw you, I was like, oh, we're in this together. He, he yeah. feels dude. like I feel, and it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah I know. I was, like, I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be yeah. all right. Like, yeah. I'm just going to chill here. Like, it's no big. We're just going to kind of hobnob. Like, it'll be okay. We're yeah. both doing the exact same crap. Like, yeah. this sucks. But yeah. No, and I and I think I think the little stories is a good thing. So, um, what what are some of like your little stories within that big story? Like, who else did you run into um, that you think kind of helped you through? Yeah. So so actually, so all right, flip back to last year. Last year has a lot of good little stories in it because last year I was new to this whole thing. Like, I had no yeah. clue what Mid South was. Was it the same so, course? So, yeah, the same course. Um, I think maybe there were a couple of variations, but like pretty similar, like pretty much the same thing. Um, I couldn't really see it for the first like quarter of it because of the, you know, the mud and spray and stuff. But for sure. anyway, so I was just, I was just kind of getting into like gravel and off-road at the time. And so I was kind of like on Instagram, you know, like following people and like, like, Oh yeah, this dude's got a cool feed, like whatever, we'll check this out. And so I didn't really know who was who. Um, and so I just kind of like showed up to like the, the zip SRAM pre-ride and you know, I was just like, I was just chatting with people like doing whatever, like, Oh man, you know, sick bike, like cool shoes. Like, you know, it's so kind of like hobnobbing, whatever. And, um, and, you know, even in the race, you know, I was just like chatting with people, um, you know, just like here and there, just like, oh yeah, where are you from? You know, what you doing? How's it going? And all that stuff. And, um, and then, so then I got back to campus and I started like looking through my Instagram feed of all these people I'd followed. And I was like, dang, that, that looks a lot like that dude that I was talking to. And then I was like, oh wait, that's in Stillwater. Like I was, so I, I was like, was I talking to the editor of Velo News? Like, was yeah. I talking to like Ultra Romance? Was I talking to Colin Strickland? Like, I just like, you like, you know, you get back and it's kind of like that surreal moment of like all these little stories all of a sudden make sense where you're like, oh crap. Like I was, I was really like, cause I had no clue. I, yeah. I did not know that they were anything big. And I was literally just yeah. talking to them like they were nobody's business. I'm like, oh yeah, you're Colin Strickland. I'm like, oh dude, you know, sick ally. That's a, that's a cool bike. Nice paint scheme, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah. it's he's got a Red Bull scheme. helmet on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. it's his paint scheme. Yeah. So anyway, so, no, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, like my little stories are like running into the team pursuit guys. Yeah. Uh, I rode with Chaz for a little bit mm -hmm. as well. And yeah. man, cool dude. Yeah. He's super uh, chill. Got the opportunity to ride with Nico for just a little, little bit. 
uh-huh. also another cool dude. Um, and then I also read, rode with, at the end, we didn't talk. <laughs> um, it was Amy, I think. Uh, oh, works for, for SBT. Or no, SBT, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, was, she, was, she was in the box, but she was putting down a good time yeah. um, by the time I caught her. Um, because, yeah, she was ahead of me. Yeah. Um, and I caught her with like a few miles to go, but man, like it's crazy. Once you hit that last rest stop, you're like, Oh, it's only 20 miles. Right. But in that mud, oh, only man. 20 miles was it's another years. two and a half hours. And dude, you also have to do that Creek crossing and all that other stuff too inside mm-hmm. that. Ooh, bro, it, was, that was... it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hefty. Yeah. But, for um, sure, for sure. But yeah. So, um, I guess what's your goals for, 2021 then man like do you like because i've talked to a few people um and like you know some people are like i'm going for dk 200 um some people are like i'm going for world some people are like i'm gonna do this crazy bike packing race what's your goal with bissell for 2021 so yeah if if everything comes right if everything like comes back to where it was yeah totally um so yeah of course i hope everything comes back i love racing um but to answer your question yeah like all the above on that like Dude, I'm, I dig it. Like, I dig gravel racing and adventure racing, like, so much. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, like, DK200 for sure, because that's just sick. Oh, that's, like, that's unbound, by the way, now. I'm sorry, I forgot. That oh, was, right, right, yeah. yeah. But, um, so, so that, um, for sure, like, mm-hmm. yes, let's, that's, a, that's awesome. Um, if you ride 200 miles of gravel, you're a beast. Yeah. Um, Mid-South, again, for sure, because that's, like, that's where it all started. That's, like, in, in that's got a special spot in my heart. Like, sure. I love I love Bobby and I love what he does and I love the people that he brings to the spot. Like it's just a good way to start off the season. Um, honestly, it might not happen next year, but I want to do um, the continental divide race, the continental divide adventure race. Yeah. Um, that looks like such a good time. Like why wouldn't it happen for you? Is, is it just because the race won't happen itself or? Oh no, no. It's just cause like, um, I honestly don't know why it wouldn't happen. Like it's just gonna, it's just logistics that just have to yeah. line up, and I haven't really spent time on it yet. Um, it's right. kind of one of those things that like I've got finals to do before I get there, yeah, so like, you know sure. I gotta graduate first. Um, for sure. But yeah, fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, so that would be a fun one. Um, but then also we do a race up in Michigan, Barry Roubaix. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's always a highlight. Um, and then I'd like to go back to do Lumberjack again. That's like a hundred mile mountain bike race in Michigan. Um, we do the Bissell we're like partially you know Bissell's out of Michigan so like we a lot of our sponsors are from there we do a lot of stuff up there in Michigan um so yeah there are races like Lumberjack and Orta Shore um you know and then also Coast to Coast which is the 200 mile that goes across the Mitten like you know a bunch of those races um yeah man just like honestly like 2020s 2020 is cool because like I feel like I've been able to use it a lot but dang it I really want to get back to racing and when I do I just want to like full send on it like completely like let's absolutely party like every weekend I mean not like you know what I mean? Let's race yeah, every yeah. weekend type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. I get but you, yeah. man. Yeah. Go out for the adventure. Exactly. Well, yeah, man. Exactly. So I don't know if I prepped you for this, but uh, we do a segment on here. This is how we okay. end every podcast. All right. Um, essentially, you have an opportunity to have one cup of coffee, um, whether that be a mocha, frappuccino, um, however you want to call it. And some people's definition okay. of coffee is different. Like okay. I used to have friends in high school that would order, you know, something from Starbucks that didn't even have coffee in it and they called it coffee. Um, right. So it can be whatever you want. One drink. Um, 
with one person dead or alive and and why why do you choose that person all right all right so you did prep me for this and i've thought about this okay um so the dude that i would pick would be ryan wilson Um, i don't know if you know who ryan wilson is or not no explain Um, but okay so first off i would take the coffee out of whatever he has on his bike i think he carries like I think he carries an AeroPress, but it might just be a pour over. I'm not really for sure, but just, it's, it's black coffee. It's nothing special. Okay. Um, so there's a website out there called the Rativist. Okay. If, yeah. If you don't know about the Rativist, it's sick. It's like everything cool on bikes is on that website. It's awesome. I try and read it like at least, you know, once every other day. But anyway, the guy that runs it, his name is, um, his name is John Watson. Okay. And Ryan Wilson is a, uh, a guy that posts on the Rativist. Um, he, I don't know his official full story, um, but I do know that he spent the better part of uh, the last years on his bike, riding around the world, um, not racing, but just doing adventure riding. Um, he's currently in Tajikistan on the border of Afghanistan doing like this bikepacking thing around like the Kyrgyz uh, mountains. Wow. Every time I get on the Radivist, he like posts these sick shots and like has these super cool stories about like the locals over there and like, you know, all the cool stuff that like they're into and how they how they interact and what he's doing also on his instagram stories like those are sick but anyway i would love to just sit down with him with a cup of coffee whichever way he likes it and just be like dude go like yeah tell me tell me how you got here why you're doing it what gets you stoked about it like your favorite spot like everything like just start talking and i would just like sit there and like drink my coffee and listen that'd be awesome yeah. i feel like that would be a guy that you could have coffee with man oh dude i'd freaking love to like that'd be that and also like low-key i'd like to do it like if like in the chilean mountains or something or like in kyrgyzstan like in a spot what, like he's he's, he's like, at yeah like, exactly mid-ride. i'd like to be with him like you would yeah, exactly. run into him kind of yeah. like i think ted king ran into the guy that's like going the opposite direction i think they like shared a cup of coffee or something like right. kind of hung out for a little bit uh-huh. and so yeah that would be kind of neat man um yeah now you make i'm literally going to take this clip <laughs> i'm gonna send it to him and see what Dude, seriously do it straight yeah. up ryan wilson bro you're awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on right on well cool man yeah. well thank you so much for jumping on the podcast tonight man yeah. and guys um if you guys want to check out ruben's social media go down to the link in the description below also i'll put bissels down there as well so you can follow his team and all the cool things that they're doing um, oh yeah great people they're kind of up north and they got cool kits uh, they got cool we have bikes. kids uh, they have electronic shifting that doesn't break in the mud mm-hmm. uh, for mid-south so yeah go give them a follow other than that guys thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time cheers <laughs>